Welcome to Found in Space, a science podcast for kids and teens. Owen, who hopes to one day be an astronaut and scientist, wrote in with a really fun question, which is, how was the solar system formed? All right, thank you for this great question. Let's start with what is the solar system? So probably the first thing that pops into your head when you hear solar system is a drawing with the sun and a few planets, maybe Earth and Saturn and Jupiter, going around the sun, right? Maybe there's some little dotted lines or little ovals to show that they're orbiting around it. So the solar system is the system that belongs to the sun. Sol is Latin for sun. So everything that is going around, that is orbiting the sun is part of the solar system. It's influenced by the sun's gravity. So that there's a lot of things. The Earth, the moon, right? Jupiter, the other planets, asteroids, comets, little tiny bits of dust and ice, all of these things that are captured and held by the sun's gravity going around and round from the really big to the really, really tiny. Now, how did it form? How did it get there? The main idea that we have right now is called the nebular hypothesis. And this is the most accepted idea in the scientific community right now. And this is that stars form from nebulae. So the word nebula is another Latin word. It means cloud. So a big cloud of gas and dust in space and gravity pulls it together. Now that cloud of gas and dust is probably the leftover from when another star exploded. And so there's a whole cycle of this, sort of like how we have cycles of seasons or life cycles here on Earth, stars and resources in space, when I say resources, I mean the elements, the stuff that we're made of, that gets cycled too. So when one star dies, that star gets blasted out into space. It might explode in a supernova, might drop some of that material off as a planetary nebula. That's what's gonna happen with a low mass star like our own sun. It's not gonna go in a big explosion. It'll just sort of push those outer layers out, this beautiful, colorful nebula that one day might then become a new star or many new stars. So you start with a nebula and gravity starts to pull all of that material back together, pulls it together, pulls it together. And the more stuff you have in one spot, the stronger and stronger the gravity becomes. The denser it is, the stronger the gravity. And so as that cloud contracts, gets smaller and smaller, well, then it's going to speed up. It's going to get faster and faster as it gets smaller and smaller. And eventually, at the center, we end up with a huge ball, this really dense ball of material. Now, it's mostly hydrogen, but it's also got a mixture of whatever was left from when that previous star exploded. So there's a little bit of iron, and there's some helium, and there's 
titanium and all the different elements are in there. And so gravity starts squeezing that together. And that is what ends up becoming the star. And in our case, the sun, right? So most of the nebula becomes part of the star, but there is a little bit of material that is left over that doesn't fall into the star. And that material is swirling around the star. It's orbiting around the star. And it's kind of like what happens with a ball of pizza dough. This is really fun. If you've never seen this in real life, go ahead and look this up. See if you can find an example on YouTube or something like that. When a chef throws some pizza dough up into the air, they spin it. Sometimes they spin it on their finger. And as it spins, it spreads out. And we think that that's what happened with the solar system just on a really big scale, right? Because the solar system is huge. It goes out for literally billions of kilometers. Now, the material that didn't make it into the sun was made out of little bits of gas and dust. And we think that over time, the little pieces of dust would start to bump into each other and they'd stick to each other. And then you'd have little bits of dust that were now clumping into things the size of pebbles. And then those pebbles eventually would bump into each other and make things the size of rocks. And the rocks would bump into things and become boulders. And by the time we start getting to things about the size of boulders, maybe the size of buses, houses, gravity starts to be able to take over. Because remember, the more stuff you have in one spot, the stronger the gravity is. And so now that material can start pulling in other material from around it. This process is called planetary accretion. And that word accretion we'll use in a couple of different ways in space. You might have heard us talk about an accretion disk around a black hole. Now that's a similar but not quite the same thing. In this case, it's the accretion, it's basically the coming together of this material to start to build something bigger and bigger and bigger. And this is how we think asteroids and comets and dwarf planets and terrestrial planets were formed. And maybe the really big, the Jovian planets like the gas and ice giants. But there is actually some debate right now in planetary science in terms of how those big planets might have formed. We think, some think they might have collapsed more like the star collapsed in on itself. So it went from something big to something small, instead of like the terrestrial planets going from little tiny pieces, making something bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger. So all that material would have gotten used up being added into these planetesimals, the building blocks for planets, or made it all the way into being in a planet. And then as the sun matured, so just like people, although we don't think stars are alive, but just like people, stars go through different phases. And the star would have gotten stronger, and we say its solar wind would have turned on, and pushed the extra material out into space. And so that would have stopped the planets from being able to get much bigger than they were. So this is our idea right now of how we think the solar system formed. Now, the thing is, none of us were around when that happened. That was a long time ago. We think that was about four and a half to five billion years ago. 
So how do we know this? What are the clues that we have to put this story together? And there's still a lot of details that we don't understand. We're trying to figure out, right? Like how those really big planets formed. Well, there's two things that we can rely on, two things that really help us. And the first is math. So math is amazing. There's so much amazing stuff we can do with it. And so we take these ideas that we have and we make mathematical models. So we make, we describe things with math and then we see what happens. It's kind of like playing a computer game where all the little pieces in the computer game follow certain rules. So in our models, we try and make each piece follow the rules of reality as closely as we can. How close can we make it to the real physics in real life? So we have to do a lot of studying to figure out how do particles actually behave? How does gravity actually work? How does electromagnetism, so things like magnets and electricity and light, all of that, how does that work? And we try and tell our computer programs that those rules as closely as we can. And then we try different starting conditions and we test to see, well, if it started this way, run the program forward for a few billion years, would we get something that looks like reality? So we always have to test our models against reality. And that's where the second thing comes in, which is observation. And this is absolutely key in science. All science starts with observation. So we observe and look and study our own solar system and try to see and understand the best that we can how things are today. Because that will help us figure out with those models, how could things have gotten to the way they are today? Sort of like if you go into a room and you see that there is a glass that's broken on the floor. Well, you might look and see, hmm, where did that glass fall from? Is there a counter that it could have gotten knocked off from? Is there a shelf? If there wasn't, maybe somebody had to be carrying it when it dropped, right? You need to start looking and thinking about those sorts of things. Now, we can also look at other systems because there's a lot of stars. In our galaxy, there are hundreds of billions of stars just our galaxy alone. And of course, there's all those other galaxies to look at too. So what we can do is we can find stars and solar systems because planets exist around other stars as well. And other stars have their own comets and asteroids and all of those. So we might call it a stellar system or a solar system. So we can look for other systems that are earlier on in their development. So basically we look for baby solar systems and we can try and make guesses based on those solar systems, what ours might've been like when we were forming. So this is really, really fun. And of course, there's all sorts of other fun things that we can do, like studying meteorites, the rocks that are still in space that then fall down to earth that have been out there for billions of years. And then they come to earth and then we can study them and try and figure out what it's like in the part of space and the part of the solar system that they're from or the time period that they formed. We can use spectroscopy that's studying the color coming from the sun to figure out what the sun's made out of. And that will help us guess 
what the nebula that made the sun was made out of. And there's so many other cool ideas that we can do and a whole bunch that we haven't come up with yet. And that's why we need scientists like you to come up with other ways that we can study the solar system and other solar systems and figure out how this all happen and try and figure out what might happen in the future. So thank you for this great question. This was so much fun. And I'm so glad all of you are joining us here on the podcast, learning about space and science, technology, math, all of that. And if you have any questions that you would like us to talk about, please have your folks send it in to the email in the description. And as always, my friends, I hope that you have dark skies and remember to stay curious.